We meet today in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 5. These five verses have a lot for us to learn today. We are looking at the theme that says, Saved by faith and fruit of the Spirit presents Christian character. This final chapter of Galatians brings us to the third step in this practical section of sanctification by the Spirit. We have seen that being saved by faith and living by law perpetrates falling from grace. Also, we have seen that being saved by faith and walking in the Spirit produces fruit of the Spirit. In other words, we have seen what it means to walk in the Spirit. It is something we are to begin. And though we fail, we are to keep at it. We have to take a step every day, putting one foot ahead of the other. Now we will see how the fruit of the Spirit will work out in our lives. Here is where we see it put in shoe and leather, where it hits the pavement, where it hits the streets of your hometown, down to the nitty-gritty stuff of life. The Apostle Paul exhorts the Christians in Galatia to restore the fallen with meekness and to bear each other's burden according to the law of Christ and to beware of self-deception. So the law of Christ is mentioned there in verse 1 and verse 2. And now the warning against self-deception comes in verse 3 to verse 5. And that is a big subject. Galatians 6 verse 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Now, who is the man mentioned in this face? Well, it is a generic term and it refers to any man or woman who is a Christian. It's men in the extensive grammatical sense. The word trespass, taken from the Greek paraptoma, means a falling aside or mishap. It means to stumble. It may not refer to a great sin, but to an awful blunder, so to say. Now, what is to be done to a person who is overtaken in such a trespass? Well, the spiritual people, and many people think they are spiritual, interpret this as meaning that they are to beat that person uh, on the head with a stick because he has done something wrong. Well, my friend, there is danger of not really wanting to restore that person. We would much rather criticize and condemn the person instead of wanting to win them back to the faith. However, the believer does not lose his salvation when he trespasses or when he sins. If a Christian is overtaken in a trespass, a spiritual Christian is to restore that one in the spirit of meekness or in gentleness. Meekness is one of the fruit of the spirit. The word used for trespass in this verse is the same word used to describe the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane when he fell on his face and prayed in Matthew 26 verse 39. It means to stumble. If a man be overtaken in a fault, if he stumbles, that is the idea that's communicated. You see, he may commit a small sin or an awful blunder. One of the wonderful things 
about the Lord Jesus in prophecy is found in Isaiah 63 verse 9. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and his pity he redeemed them, and he bore them and carried them all the days of old. Now the better manuscripts say, in all their affliction he was not afflicted. Now I like that much better. The Lord Jesus goes along with me through life, and when I stumble and fall down, he does not fall. He is not afflicted. He is there beside me and he picks me up. He brushes me off and tells me to be, to be on my feet and to start out again. Now, that is a comforting thing to know. It is comforting to know that I have one near me who is not afflicted in my affliction. So the one who is spiritual ought to restore the one who is stumbling. The word used for restore in this verse is a verb which means to set a broken bone. If a fellow falls down and breaks his leg, what are you going to do? Are you going to walk off and leave him in pain? God says, you who are spiritual, set the broken bone. Get him back on his feet. It is to be done in the spirit of gentleness, in meekness. Notice that you are to restore him in the spirit of gentleness or meekness. A spiritual man will have the fruit of the spirit in his life, and that is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and meekness. You are to restore him in gentleness, in meekness. Considering yourselves, lest you also be tempted. Now, don't think that you are immune to what you are pointing your finger and blaming another brother for doing. You could do the same thing. So, restore him in the spirit of gentleness. Galatians 6 verse 2 Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. There are in scriptures 11 different words that are translated by our English word burden. This means that there are different kinds of burdens. There are some burdens that you can share. There are some burdens that must be borne by the person involved and you can never share them with anyone. Now burdens are those things that we all have in common. Amazing my friend. All of us have burdens. Not all of us have wealth but we have burdens. Not all of us have health, but we have burdens. Not all of us have talents, but we have burdens. Not all of us have uh, their physical members. Not all of us can even see. Not all of us can hear. Not all of us have arms and legs. And certainly, not all of us have good looks. Some of us don't look that impressive. We say that we all have the same blood, but it is not the same. It comes in different types. We do not have very much in common, but we have one thing that we have in common. Burdens. Burdens. I will explain some of them as we go on. Now, there is a Spanish proverb that goes something like this. No home is there anywhere that does not sooner or later have its hush. Also, the French have a proverb, everyone thinks his own burden is heaviest. You see, everyone. 
Even children have burdens. Burdens are common to the human family. We all have them. In fact, that is one of our common denominator, burdens. I like the song, Burdens are lifted at Calvary. However, not all of us have the same burdens. We have many different burdens. What Paul is doing in this sixth chapter of Galatians is dividing burdens into two classes. Burdens which we can share and burdens which we must bear and cannot share. In verse 2, you could translate it like this. The burdens of each other keep bearing. You see, the Greek word for burden is baros, meaning something heavy. Our Lord Jesus used it when he spoke about the burden and the heat of the day in Matthew 20 verse 12. And for the early church, when it met in its first council in Jerusalem, they made this decision. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. Acts 15 Verse 28, you see, they were speaking of a burden they were to share with the church in Jerusalem. Someone has said that a Lord is only half a Lord when two are carrying it. There are burdens today that we can share. Now, a story is told of a woman who boarded a bus with a very heavy basket. She sat down beside the man and put the basket on her lap. After noticing her discomfort, the man said, Lady, if you would put that heavy basket down on the floor, you would find that the bus will carry both you and your Lord. May I say to you, there are burdens that you can let someone else bear with you. Don't carry the burden that you can share with someone. Now, burden, barrows, means trespass. If a man be overtaken in a trespass, this is his burden now. You could help him in that burden. You can help, you can come along. It also means infirmity. It also means a weakness or an ignorance, a pressure, a tension, or a grief. For example, in the sense of grief caused by death or even by failure. Now, we all experience these things. And I think everyone has a trespass or a fault which becomes a burdensome thing in their life. A man speaking to a group asked the question, Is there anyone here who does not have a fault? Or do you know someone who does not have a fault, who has not done anything wrong? No one raised his hand. After he had repeated the question several times, a little fellow in the back actually raised his hand. The speaker asked him to stand. Are you the one who has no faults, he asked. Oh no, he said, I'm not the one. Then do you know someone who does not have any faults? Well, he said, I don't exactly know him, but I have heard of him. The man who was lecturing said, tell me, who is he? The little fellow said, he is my wife's first husband. Oh, and everyone burst into laughter. But that also was communicating something. I have a notion that he had heard of him quite a few times, by the way, when the wife probably talked of a better person who was better than him now. Friends, 
the truth of the matter is that all of us have falls and that's a burden. Many times we fall down and many times we see a brother fall down. The Bible says, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. Then there is another burden that you and I can share. We're talking of tensions. Now you can take a tranquilizer, but my friend, that really won't solve your problem. We are living today in a time of tension, such as the human family has never experienced before. I don't know about you, but I live in a tension town. I live in tension environments. Many of us in these big cities are under pressure and tension. This is certainly a burden we need to bear with one another. I come to the third burden you and I can share. That is the burden known as grief. The burden of tragedy, the burden of sorrow, the burden of disappointment is inevitable in the human family. If it hasn't come to you, it will come. Just wait. And when it comes, you need somebody, a friend to stand with. The three friends of Job, we criticized them because they began talking marathon. But actually, they first spent seven full days sitting with Job and sorrowing with him there. Now, in a book of natural history, there is a statement that reads, Man is the only one that knows nothing and that can learn nothing without being taught. He can neither speak nor walk nor eat. In short, he can do nothing at the prompting of nature but weep. Oh, my friend, all that you and I know to do when we come into this world is nothing of all the sophisticated things except crying, except weeping. A child is born, the first thing they do and they know well is cry. We come into this world with a cry and we need comfort. We need comfort. You see, from the moment when a child is born and it cries, then it will quieten down having the touch of the nurses or the touch of the mother. We need comfort. From the very beginning and through all life, we need comfort because of the fact that we have been born into this world of trouble, war. Ruth could say to Boaz, you have comforted me. Ruth chapter 2 verse 13. She was a stranger, an outcast, who had come from a foreign country and expected to be kept on the outside. But into her life came someone who showed an interest in her and extended to her certain courtesies. With appreciation, she said, you have comforted me. Mary broke an alabaster box of ointment upon the Lord Jesus. She did this shortly before his crucifixion because she knew what was going to take place. No one else seemed to realize what was happening, but she knew. Jesus said, let her alone. For the day of my burial, she has kept this. Matthew 26 verse 12. She alone entered into his suffering. And he said, Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Matthew 26 verse 13. You see, and the fragrance of that ointment has filled the oil. My friend, 
grief is the burden that you can share. You don't need to share to keep grief to yourself. You can share. There will be those who will come to you in sorrow and comfort you. Our faults, our tensions, our griefs are some of the burdens that you and I can share. They are burdens that we can share. Now let's have a look at the other verse that tells us that there are burdens which we cannot share. Galatians 6 verse 4 But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. I think he means that we are not to run around getting everybody to carry our burdens there. Verse 5 of Galatians chapter 6 says, For each one shall bear his own load. Now, the word for load here is the Greek fortion, meaning a load to be born. This word is used to speak of a ship's cargo. Actually, it is used to speak of a child in the womb. Only the mother could bear it, you see. Only the mother can carry a baby in the womb. This is a load that is impossible to share. J.B. Phillips' New Testament in Modern English Translation throws excellent light on a passage uh, through its paraphrase of Galatians chapter 6 verse 5. It says, For every man must shoulder his own pack. That's it. Each man must shoulder his own pack. There is an old saying that says, To every man his work. And another, a rather crude one says, every tub must sit on its own bottom. You see, in other words, there are burdens today that you and I cannot share. Every life in one sense is separated. It is isolated. It is segregated. It is quarantined from every other life. It has come to be known in the world today that the saddest word in English language is the word alone. Let us face this thing that says you are alone. There are certain burdens that you and I will have to bear alone. I will mention just a few of them here. And maybe you will think of the other burdens. The first one I want to mention is suffering. Suffering. You will have to suffer alone. No one can suffer for you. You are born into this world alone, and it's a world of trouble. You will suffer alone. You will have to face certain problems alone. There will be physical suffering that will come to you, and you can't share with others. You will get sick, and no one can take your place. We have to suffer alone. You cannot get someone to substitute you. Suffering is one thing that we cannot share. What of mental anguish? Mental anguish is another type of suffering that you cannot share. Or the number of people who are disappointed. They are even bitter today because of some great disappointment that has happened. Suffering is a burden that we have to bear alone. There is another burden that you and I cannot share with anyone else. It is the burden called death. We cannot share death with another. There will come a time when each of us will go down through the valley of the shadow of death and we will go alone. Thomas Hobbes and 
agnostic, actually, all of his life, a very brilliant man, said when he came to his death, I am taking a fearful leap into dark. And then he cried, Oh God, it is lonely. He was alone. Yes, it is. Death is a burden you cannot share. And my friend, when death comes, you and I will be riding alone. Death is a burden that you will have to bear alone. Then there is the third and last burden that I want to mention. It bears an unusual name, by the way. It is the Bema. The Bema is the judgment seat of Christ. It is not for the unsaved. It is for Christians. Oh yes, there is a judgment for the unbeliever at the great white throne judgment. And that one is described in Revelation chapter 20. But the Bema seat is for the Christian. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Everything that we have done in the flesh as a Christian is to be judged to see whether or not we receive a reward. Salvation is not in question here. That was settled when the believer believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and that was settled at the cross. It is the work of the believer that are to be judged at the judgment city of Christ. So then, each of us shall give an account of himself to God. Romans 14 verse 12. Then Paul puts down a principle which is applicable to every avenue of life, but especially given to believers. It says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. That is Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. You see, this principle is true in the realm of nature. You sow cotton, you reap cotton. You sow wheat, you reap wheat. You sow maize, you reap maize. You sow groundnuts, that is what you reap. As a Christian, you will reap what you sow. Do you have sin in your life? Have you confessed it? We are all to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. First John chapter 1 verse 7 But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. Now someone will say, I'm a Christian. I don't have any sin. You don't? Then you are not in the light. If you will get in the light, you will see the sin that is in your life. The light which is the word of God reveals what is there. Try this one for a size. James chapter 4 verse 17. Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Does that fit you today? I think it will fit all of us. He who knows what is good to do and does not do, that is sin. You see, your life as a child of God is a burden that you carry, and you will have to bring it before him someday. There is another type of burden which you can neither bear nor share. It is a burden the scriptures speak of, the burden of sin. Paul speaks of it in the first part of Romans. David in the psalm says, For my iniquities are gone over my head as a heavy 
burden. They are too heavy for me. Psalm 38 verse 4. My friend, sin is a burden you cannot share with anyone. And sin is a burden you cannot bear, my friend. My iniquities, David says, are gone over my head. Also from Psalms comes this longing. So I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. You see, the burden of sin, you cannot share it with anyone, but you can also not bear it. Therefore, you need someone else who is not human to take your sin upon himself. Thank God that has been done. Sometimes the doctor recommends that we actually get away from the burden of life when you are sick. You see, the psalmist says, if I could run away from it, thinking if he could run away from sin, but he couldn't. You and I cannot run away from sin because we have a guilty complex. May I say, we all have a guilty complex because of sin. Sin is that burden which we can neither share nor bear. It is too heavy for us. There is only one place you can get rid of it, and that place is the cross of Christ at Calvary. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Psalm 55 verse 22. The Lord Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11 verse 28. He alone can lift the heavy burden of sin today, and it is because he paid the penalty for it. He alone can lift it. He alone can take it from you. There are some burdens that you can share. There are other burdens that you must bear alone. But the burden of personal sin is a burden too heavy for you. It is a burden you cannot bear. Over 2,000 years ago, Christ took the burden of your sin and he bore it on the cross. Today, your burden is either on you or by faith. You have received Christ as your Savior and it is on him. It cannot be both places. Your sin is either on you or it is on Christ. And Christ does not share it. He bore it all. Have you given your burden to Christ Jesus the Savior? You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please write to the Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620 South Africa. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me give you that address again. It's the Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620 South Africa.